Hey, listeners, welcome back to Topics with Tim, Next Level Health. Thank you for joining me once again. Today, I'm excited because I am bringing back an old series, one that I've done two previous episodes on, and the name of the series is Food Ingredients That Will Kill You Slowly, and I do not exaggerate. These ingredients that are in our food today are killing us slowly, and we don't even realize it. So if you want to be aware of what ingredients to avoid pretty much at all costs to to actually have a, a long life, a long productive, healthy life with being pain-free and feeling good, then you need to avoid, avoid these ingredients like the plague. Okay, I'm telling you, like the freaking plague. It. I'm heated today. I'm upset. I just watched a video on how, for example, canola oil is made. And I am disgusted. I am absolutely, unequivocally disgusted. Those of you that have canola oil in your pantries right now, just know that that canola oil went through about six to seven different machines. Multiple chemicals, bleach, to get into that canister that's in your pantry right now. And I would urge you to take it outside and throw it away right now. It is disgusting. These are things that were not meant for human consumption. And I'll explain why they're not meant for human consumption and also why there's so many of them. And so anyway, I haven't. So the main topic today, the main ingredient, and there's going to be multiple ingredients here I'm going to talk about because this sort of takes care of a, a, a general amount. In the future, I'll go into more specifics on these specific ones. But vegetable oils are the devil incarnate. I'm telling you, these things are awful for you. And look, before I go into vegetable oils, I just want to give you my philosophy. Okay. I, I study nutrition, have studied nutrition since I was 22. And I started having mental health issues and I started to look at what I was eating to try to fix that. So I've been studying it for a long time. My philosophy is this. And obviously those of you that know me, I do YouTube and podcasting and I have fitness and do other advice too on weightlifting and all that stuff. But the foundation for me, other than my relationship with Jesus and my faith, is nutrition. For example, if I was to give you my top five values that I prescribe to, one would be my relationship with Jesus. Number two would be nutrition. That's how high I value nutrition. You literally are what you eat. Literally. Your body's cells are reforming on a weekly basis, and they reform and are fueled by what you eat. So your liver consistently renews itself every week. New cells, cells die, new cells. What fuels that growth is what you eat. So literally what you eat turns into you, who you are. Nutrition is number two. Financial freedom is number three. And then being active is number four on my list of values. But let's let's look back to that nutrition one. So if I'm advising anybody right now, if you're someone who you're struggling to lose fat, and most people say lose weight, but I try to get people away from that verbiage. Weight is not a problem. There's a lot of people that are heavy, have, have weigh a lot, but are incredibly, have a lot of lean muscle because muscle weighs twice as much as fat. And look phenomenal, feel phenomenal, have very long, long lasting lives. So weight is not your problem. Fat could be your problem. 
if you have an unhealthy amount of body fat, that is a problem. Not weight, fat. Okay? That's number one. So my philosophy is this. If you are looking if you're someone who is looking to lose fat, you're you oh you're overweight, which most people are in America these days, let's be real. There's a lot of people that will tell you, okay, do this workout program or do this, you know, I don't know, all sorts of different hacks and different things you can do. But the foundation, what is what my philosophy is, if I was to start anybody, I would say the first thing you need to look at, don't look at your, some people tell you, oh, do calories, make sure you cut calories to lose fat. Make sure you eat, you know, this amount of protein or fats in your macros. The focus, the number one focus, the starting point for anybody looking to lose fat, I believe, and my philosophy is nutrition, specifically ingredients, food ingredients. I'm a label snob. I look at every ingredient label of every food that I eat, unless, you know, I'm out with friends and we get something from a restaurant and I obviously don't have that luxury and I don't do that super often. So I'll typically just say whatever, YOLO, but 99% of the time. I am looking at that food label. I am looking what is in my food. What makes up this food I'm eating? I could have a food that seems, oh, bread, right? Must not be many ingredients in bread. Just flour, yeast, right? No. Look at your bread. There's sugar, vegetable oils, chemicals, additives, preservatives, right? Just in bread. There's like, man, I just thought I, I just wanted regular bread with just flour and yeast. And I don't actually make a lot of bread. So I forget. I know there's one or two other main ingredients in bread, but I can't think of it right now. That That is our society today. That is what Americans are dealing with. Just not being able to get clean food with minimal ingredients. So that is my number one tip for you out there right now. If you're listening to this podcast and you are struggling with fat loss, forget calories, forget macros, forget workouts. You need to start reading your nutrition labels and eliminating certain ingredients from your diet altogether. This is the first step, in my opinion, towards long-term sustainable fat loss. Now, if you go back to my other two podcasts, I talked about hydrogenated oils as a, a, a big one. Check your peanut butter. Probably has some hydrogenated or partially hydrogenated oils. That is one, again, Secretly in a lot of stuff, look at your Campbell's soup, hydrogenated oils, right? Look at your, another one, I see it in tortillas a lot. You think, oh, it's just tortilla. Look at those ingredients, hydrogenated oil. That's number one. Got to That's got to be gone from your diet. Has to be. If you are serious about losing fat sustainably for the long term, yeah, that can't be in your diet. It just can't. And if you want to go listen to that podcast, you'll understand why. The second thing that I covered Second ingredient that I covered was high fructose corn syrup. Again, if you are interested in long-term sustainable fat loss, this ingredient cannot be in your diet. Check your ketchup. Do you have ketchup that has high fructose corn syrup? Do you have soda that has high fructose corn syrup? Even in those Campbell's soups, high fructose corn syrup. It's in many, many, many things. Okay? So I'm telling you, you need to eliminate these ingredients from your diet. 99.9% of the time. These and again, if you want to go back listen to that one, you'll learn understand why that ingredient makes fat loss so difficult, if not impossible. 
Ingredients, 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 guys. I'm telling you, I will, I will beat a dead horse until it's in your brain. Check your labels. It is the, I believe, the foundation of sustainable fat loss over the long term. So what I'm going to be covering today is our vegetable oils, and I'm going to go ahead and name them right now. So that way, next time you are checking your labels, which I assume you will, you will do if you're serious about it, and if you believe in my philosophy. These are the oils that you are going to want to avoid. And in the future, I'll go into more specific, uh, specifically these oils. But for now, I'll give you more of a general view of what these oils do to your body, how science, and if you want to go back, I did a podcast on how people, you know, mainstream science, people could just throw around the word science as if it solves all the problems and as if it can't be wrong. Well, you're about to learn how mainstream science can absolutely be 100% wrong. And so you can, and science disagrees about many things. So next time you try to throw around the word science as if it's a trump card to argue with your friends, think again. Science disagrees on many things. Science has been wrong many times. So just because an idea or a scientific idea is mainstream does not make it true, does not make it gospel. All right? Here we go. Soybean oil. Sunflower oil. Corn oil, cottonseed oil, canola oil. I'm, I'm gonna botch this. Rape, rapeseed or rapeseed oil, spelled spelled like rape, which is weird. Grapeseed oil, safflower, saf, safflower oil, peanut oil, sesame oil, rice bran oil. If you're eating a product, and I guarantee you guys, and this is the scary part, just just go to your kitchen, pick up a few items, read the ingredients label. I can almost guarantee you at least half of your products in your house right now, unless you're someone who eats super, super clean, has all just natural foods, has one or more of these ingredient, these oils in them. It is so commonplace, it is disturbing. Absolutely disturbing disturbing. If you go to a restaurant or a fast food place, most likely they're cooking their meats, their French fries, their burritos, whatever it is, very high likelihood, if not a certainty, they're cooking those in one of these oils. It's very rare to find a fast food or restaurant that cooks in olive oil or coconut oil, which are far and away much healthier options, avocado oil, because they're more expensive. And obviously, restaurants, fast food places, they got to make profit. So they make profit by buying these cheap oils, which are very cheap, sadly. And that is an issue with our government and what our government subsidizes. Our government subsidizes farmers who make these vegetable, these vegetables essentially. And so there's a mass amount of these vegetables. So then these farmers have to, are almost forced into making all this oil out of these vegetables because they're being subsidized by the government to make more of these. So the problem deep down is our government and what they're subsidizing and what they're making lucrative, what they are incentivizing our farmers to make. That is a huge problem. I disagree 100% with the government subsidizing these types of products 
because then you can just get a, a, an oversaturation of this kind of oil in the market. And so people put in everything because, and that, that is frustrating. So frustrating. <sighs> All right. So why are vegetable oils bad for you? Right? Why are they harmful to you? And before I go into this, I'm let me let me go into again. And this goes into why science is not the end all be all. Why you should do your own research, and why it's important to understand again. Science disagrees often. So, in the 70s, there were some studies came out specifically regarding saturated fats. They linked saturated fat with heart disease. Okay. Correlation, as we know, is not causation. That's that's key. Correlation is not causation. So what we know now, based on studies now, they were wrong about what caused the heart disease. It was not the saturated fats that caused heart disease. It was inflammation that led to heart disease. So what's the next question? Well, where did the inflammation come from? What were they doing? That inflamed them. What they were doing that inflamed them was eating, was not eating saturated fats, was eating a high grain diet, was eating vegetable oils, which are high in what's called omega-6, very low in omega-3. I'm sure you've heard those terms thrown around before. Omega-3 is the one you want. Omega-6 is the one you still need to a tiny, tiny extent. We're talking, ideally, you want a one-to-one ratio of omega-6 to omega-3 fatty acids. In the American diet, with the amount of vegetable oils that saturate all your foods, all your fast foods, it can be 20 to 1, the ratio of omega-6 to omega-3. That leads to inflammation. Now, inflammation messes with your arteries. Your arteries get nicked up, they get messed up, they get clogged, but they get clogged by what's called bad cholesterol, HDL. There's LDL and HDL. LDL is cholesterol that's good. HDL is cholesterol that is bad. Cholesterol basically is, think of it as a Band-Aid that protects your arteries. So a high grain diet, a high sugar diet, a high diet in vegetable oils with omega-6 fatty acids leads to an increase in inflammation. The increase in inflammation then causes a higher cholesterol level, but specifically HDL, which is a poor form of cholesterol, which clogs arteries over time, which then leads to heart disease. That is sort of the the nature of how it went. So they made an incorrect correlation where they assumed saturated fats were the cause, but it was not. It was the high grain diet, the high sugar diet, and the diet high in omega-6 fatty acids, which, hey, guess what? These vegetable oils I mentioned are very high in omega-6 fatty acids. Very high. Dangerously high. Okay? Science was wrong. Science was absolutely 100% wrong. We saw our obesity rate skyrocket after the 70s. Skyrocket. Why? They started taking the fat specifically the saturated fat, out of foods, started replacing it with sugar, artificial sweeteners, additives, fillers, chemicals, in order to still get the same flavor because fat not only is very satiating but also very flavorful. So when you remove that from a food, 
Well, you have to replace it with a bunch of artificial preservative crap. So we saw our obesity rate skyrocket after the 70s due to people reducing their consumption of healthy, saturated fats, butter, bacon, animal fats, perfectly healthy, high source of saturated fat. And the studies are showing that saturated fat is actually what you want. So there's three types of fats. You got saturated, monosaturated, and polysaturated. Those are your three types of fats, okay? Basically, saturated fats have no bonds. Mono has a single bond. Poly has a double bond. The reason why polyunsaturated fats, which guess what? These vegetable oils have high, high levels of polyunsaturated fats, very low levels of saturated fats. Polyunsaturated fats, basically at heat, when, when, when heated, which again, any food you're getting from a restaurant, that oil is being heated. Any food you're cooking at home, that oil is being heated. Rarely do people not heat up their oils at some point in the process of either making it or consuming it. That oil is heated. And that oil oxidizes. And if it has a lot of polyunsaturated fats, that will actually oxidize and will turn into some harmful compounds and chemicals. Whereas a saturated or monounsaturated will be more stable and won't do that at high heat. So not only are you getting a high level of omega-6 fatty acids in these vegetable oils, but you're also getting the potential for oxidization that now creates even more harmful compounds that will cause even more inflammation that will cause even more bad cholesterol, which will then cause clogged arteries, which will then cause heart disease. Okay. I can't stress enough how these need to be avoided because inflammation, as we said before, it just, it leads to so many negative outcomes health-wise. Increased pain, increased, again, this cholesterol, more clogged arteries, right? The inability to actually regulate your body weight. Again, these vegetables, they're very tasty. They're very, very tasty. But they will continue to harm you. They will continue to put your body in a state of inflammation. And when your body's in a state of inflammation, your body is unable to really process fat to actually burn fat. It's spending so much time dealing with, with inflammation, it can't spend time actually reducing and burning fat levels and do other things in the body that's, that, that your cells are supposed to do. No, your cells have to spend a lot of time just trying to reduce the amount of inflammation in your body. Okay? So anyways, chronic inflammation is the underlying factor in multiple Western diseases, heart disease, cancer, diabetes, arthritis. These are all Western diseases. Why are they Western diseases? Because we Westerners have chosen to remove good, healthy, saturated animal fats from our diets and replace them with a bunch of crap, sugar, grains, and vegetable oils. That is why we have these Western diseases. Another thing to know, those restaurants, those fast food places, their oil sits, is heated, reheated, 
the longer it's heated and reheated and the more it's in use, the more oils will actually become hydrogenated, which again, I covered in my other podcast, making them even more inflammatory, making them even more, creating even more issues with how your fats are even supposed to work in the body. I talked about in the other pod about how you're basically taking a car and trying to jam it into a into a driveway or into a garage that's half the size. That's what a trans fat is. It just jacks things up. So let me go over these vegetable oils once again so you know these are the ones to avoid. Again, in the future, I'll go over more specific how these are made and why this specific oil is made. For example, right now, I did just watch, again, I watched that video on canola oil, which was interesting seeing how many machines that goes through and how many chemicals are added and then how much of that is then used to as grain and stuff to feed animals, which I did want to make the point. So this is something I actually learned I did not know. That was very interesting. Very eye-opening. So we want more saturated fats. Again, we've established that. We want less polyunsaturated, less mono, more saturated. That is important, especially for cooking at, at heat, which most of us use oils to cook at some point. So we want more saturated fats, less of the other ones, less of the omega-6 fatty acids. When animals are being fed, if they are fed, kind of like us as humans, if we are consuming a very high-grain diet, these animals that we consume will actually produce more omega-6 fatty acids, will produce more, well, I'm blanking, what was it? More polyunsaturated fats in their own bodies. So that's why grass-fed beef or, you know, pasture-raised animals that have a diet that is not just grain or these basically stuff that they get from these factories that are sort of in the process. They lose parts of the ingredient and then they just make it into something and then send it off and then feed animals with it. Now you have meat that's less nutritious. We are consuming meat. And even and again, meat is not a bad thing at all. It's B12, has B12 in it, which we all need to serve. Even vegans have to supplement with B12. Have to. Can't go without it. You will eventually lose the ability to function without B12. Meat has B12 along with many other vitamins and essential. It has all the essential amino acids to build to build muscle. Meat is a very healthy thing. I have meat daily. It's the problem with meat, and I won't go off too much of a tangent here. The problem with meat, why meat has been demonized, is not the meat itself. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. It's what the animals are being fed to create meat that's unhealthy, that has a lot of polyunsaturated fats, that has a lot of omega-6 as opposed to omega-3. So what we're feeding our animals will make the meat itself not nutritious and actually harmful, okay? But meat in itself is not bad if it's, again, grass-fed, pasture-raised, fed a you know a diet of multiple things, not just grains. So there's, so that's the problem. Again, all of meat is demonized as this terrible thing nowadays, which is ridiculous. Meat's very good for you. 
The meat itself can be tainted by, of course, what they give the animal. They give it a lot of antibiotics as well. That creates other issues that I won't go into now. And on top of that, what we consume with our meat is typically the problem. See, in America, right, we have meat, but what do we always have it with? We have it with a burger. So we have it with, with bread. And again, a lot of our bread today has vegetable oils in it on top of other additives. Then we have some sort of, you know, mayo or ranch or some sort of Thousand Island. We have some sort of sauce with it, right? Guess what's in that sauce? Vegetable oils. These vegetable oils. We throw an onion and a tomato on it and maybe a thing of lettuce. We call it healthy. And then what do we eat with that? We have our French fries. Well, what's what are French fries cooked in? Oh, yeah, vegetable oils. Right, So we unfairly demonize meat because people are having meat, but they're having it with, they're not having just meat by itself. They're not having just a steak, right? They're having it with a bunch of other things, barbecue sauce, a bunch of sugar in it, vegetable oils, right? What are you consuming your meat with? Maybe the meat isn't the problem. Maybe if you had meat with rice and a vegetable, which I typically always, I have a combination. My plates are always, Basically, a third meat, a third uh, carbohydrate, which to me is quinoa, rice, something like that, pasta, and then a third vegetables. And I try to at least have one or two meals a day that has that sort of ratio. So what are we feeding the animals, A, that creates unhealthy meat, and B, what are we eating with our meat, which is not healthy? And then we unfairly demonize meat as this terrible thing. Well, no. Again, like I said before, what are you feeding the animal? What are you consuming it with? You're probably consuming it with a bunch of vegetable oils. And in fact, that meat itself was probably cooked in a vegetable oil. It's probably cooked with canola oil, cooked with cottonseed oil or, or sunflower oil, right? We're getting so many vegetable oils, so much omega-6, that our ratios are off the chains. 20 to 1. 20 to 1 ratio when the ratio is supposed to be one-to-one. This is what's killing us, people. Not meat, not fat, not saturated fat. These are not things that are killing us. These are, those are very healthy things for us. What's killing us, high, high amounts of sugar, which again, subsidized by the government. Thank you, government, for that. Sugar, high grain, you know, lots of grains. We were taught in, in school. That whole bottom portion of the pyramid is 40% of our diet is supposed to be grains. Nah, that's that's crap. 40% of our diet should honestly be vegetables, not grains. That's, I don't know, again, a, a, a common mainstream accepted way to eat that we're taught from youth is to have 40% of our diet, if not more, the largest part of that pyramid, grains. It's garbage. Garbage. Garbage, 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 garbage. Science is wrong sometimes. Science is misleading. Mainstream science is not always the right the right way to go. And we're seeing that now with what's happening to our obesity rates in America, why we're the fattest nation in this freaking country. We're the fattest nation in this freaking country because of what is in our food and the ingredients that make up our food. That's why I'm so adamant about those who I work with who are looking to lose fat. Ingredients, ingredients, ingredients. What are you eating? There are foods that are designed, specifically designed, 
to hack your brain, to make it virtually impossible to stop eating. You know what a lot of these foods include? High amounts of sugar, high amounts of fat, specifically vegetable oil fat, trans fat, hydrogenated fats, and then usually a bunch of salt too. And salt in and of itself is not a bad thing. You need salt to survive. I literally drink salt during my workouts. Now it's going to sound kind of crazy. But I also, my diet is very clean, whereas most diets, if you're eating processed food, you're eating a ton. Of, you're getting your whole day's worth of salt in just a meal from a very processed food. So for me, I have to add salt in a lot of my foods and, and drink it and different things because I consume so little of it because I consume so little processed foods. But salt is not a bad thing here. I'm, 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 gonna, I'm adamant about that. Salt is not the enemy here. It needs to be a moderation, of course, but it's not your enemy. Your enemy is what I'm telling you right now. Stuff like high fructose corn syrup, stuff like foods with just tons and tons of sugar, high grain diets, right, with not a lot of fiber, simple carbohydrates. Again, you need to moderate those. And again, what are you consuming them with? You consume them with oils, vegetable oils, right? I see so many people, I go to the house, and I see them pull out the canola oil and pour it, and they have no idea, no idea the crazy process and machines, chemicals, chemical washes, bleach that goes into that oil being in that canister that they're using to cook their food in. And it's disgusting. And, I, and again, I I don't judge people because, again, our, our, our unfortunately, our sort of the generation before us was misled. They were given a lot of false information by mainstream science about food and about demonizing saturated fats. And so that kind of has led to where we are now. So I feel, I feel bad for them, if anything, that they lived in a time where the internet, the internet wasn't really a thing as much. And they went and didn't have access to the type of information that we do now and studies that we do now to show how wrong these principles were on nutrition and how it's led to just skyrocketing obesity, skyrocketing of Western illnesses. And I believe is a big reason why we're seeing some of the issues we are today with certain viruses knocking us out. It's because we're already, you know, again, if, if most of these, vi the virus that if you knocked you out, you most likely, if not almost all the time, had one or two to three pre-existing conditions of these Western diseases. That should tell us something right there. Holy crap. And I, I see, for example, my grandma, I see what she eats. I, I, Sometimes I work with uh, older folk when I help them move. I do moving jobs for older folk. And I, you know, I'm not, of course, in there, you know, pulling open their fridge doors to see what they're eating. But I see stuff around the counter and I see generally what I see a lot of older folk are eating. And I see the mistakes they're making. I see the, the high amount of processed foods. I see the, you know, the peanut butters with hydrogenated oils. I see all the, the, the high amount of grains. I see just everything is either in a box or a can. And this is because they were led astray during this era, 70s and on, about what was healthy or not. And they're paying the price for it. They're paying the price for it. And it sucks. Because that wisdom and knowledge that they, that they have that we've lost, we've lost that. We don't get to get that back. And I believe the elderly are very vital to our society, very important with the wisdom that they have, the life experience they have, 
We need to preserve them. We need to preserve them by helping them lead healthy lives and lead nutritional lives and get this crap out of our food system. The government, these mainstream media sources are going to tell you vegetables are totally healthy because they subsidize the crops and they got to make money. And they'll pay for studies to get swept under the rug. They'll pay advertisers and celebrities to advertise you on TV and tell you how healthy, you know, they'll show you a nice healthy fit person drinking soda when the reality is people who drink soda consistently never look like that. Never look like that. Guarantee you. That's my first thought when I watch a commercial and I see a really healthy fit person drinking soda, I go, they don't actually drink that. And if they do, it's maybe once a month at most before a workout or something. That person doesn't drink that because they wouldn't look like that if they did. Because people, it's just, again, the, the ingredients, the, the high sugar content, ingredients like hard fructose corn syrup that are in sodas and everything like that make it virtually impossible for you to actually regulate and have a healthy body weight and have a healthy body fat, I should say. I'm trying to think if there's anything I didn't cover about vegetable oils. This is the main, again, this is a lot of overview of these. But I was going to, again, I'm going to say them again. So that way you can start looking looking at your labels and you can see what you need to get rid of, throw out. So again, we've got soybean oil. We've got sunflower oil, corn oil, cottonseed oil, peanut oil, sesame oil, rice bran oil, canola oil, rapeseed oil, grape seed oil, safflower, safflower, it's a hard one to say, safflower oil. So that is what I have shared. That, that, that is what I have for you today. Vegetable oils. And again, stop supporting restaurants that use vegetable oils or ask them, hey, what kind of oil are you cooking this in? Find out. We, we really, I believe we need to push. We need to vote with our dollar and start voting for places that are transparent about the ingredients in their foods and specifically the oils in their foods. We need to, we need to put pressure on restaurants fast food place and say, we're not going to eat here unless you cook in healthier oils. We have to do that as a society. We have to make that push. We have to make that stand. We have to vote with our dollar. Let's push that. One of the reasons I eat at Chipotle, which I should probably do a little more research, but from what I've been told by the people that work there, they do cook in olive oil. But now I kind of want to kind of check that out real quick because now I'm, well, I won't, I'll, I'll check it out later, but I mainly fast food places. The only fast food places I'll pretty much eat at Chipotle, Subway, occasionally Aldobertos, which again I fully know that Aldobertos was cooking in vegetable oils, which is why I don't have it often by any stretch of the imagination. I have Chipotle because again they're they're transparent about what ingredients are in it. I have Subway. You can actually see the ingredients, what's being put on. Obviously, there are still some issues there with because you're not really sure what's in the bread. But for the most part, you have a lot of control over what goes on to you know, your Subway sandwich or your sandwich place in general. It's going to be healthier because you can actually see what's what's there. It's mostly natural ingredients. It's meat. It's cheese. It's vegetables. It's That's the majority of what you're eating, which is important. Again, there's still concerns because you, you don't know if that meat, you don't know what kind of diet the animal was fed. So that's, that's something that I, because of doing this research, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to start looking into more about trying to get grass-fed beef, trying to get pasture-raised, 
beef and bacon, chicken, all that stuff, because I want to make sure that the animals I'm eating were being fed a diet that means that the meat itself is going to be the best possible meat for me and my body, which I haven't honestly given a lot of thought to, but now I'm going to give more thought to, and I'm going to start voting with my dollar more towards producers that have that treat their animals better, feed their animals a more diverse diet, not just a bunch of crappy grains left over from these food processing plants. Okay. Anyway, guys, thank you for listening to this episode of foods that are killing you slowly. Again, as always, if you want to lose fat, starts with those ingredients, starts with eliminating those key ingredients to reduce the overall inflammation in your body and just allows your body to function the way it was supposed to function, guys. So thank you for listening, and I will see you on the next pod. We'll